Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello, hello, Amanda. Oh, hello. Oh, 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 hi. Oh, oh, hi. Greetings from snowy Pennsylvania. How's yeah. It, how's it going over there? It's, it's, it's a confusing week. I know. It's Monday was a holiday and then yesterday was a snow day. But you know, these days, snow days aren't snow days anymore because the kids, do you guys do flexible instruction days? Yes. Yeah. They both had like packets to do, which was like, hurry up and do it so I can go play in the snow type of thing, which is great. Right. So, you know, and then today was a two hour delay, but Isabel's in cyber school now. So it was like... We, it was it's, it's just a, a confusing week. Yes. But I am glad that we got a little snow. You know, we didn't really get hardly any real snow last year. Yeah, I was okay with that. I was. You were okay with the no snow? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not my favorite. No, but like I wanted Isabel to have, you know, a little, little snow action. Yeah. I will say my kids were both exhausted last night after oh playing in the snow yesterday. So that was great. But I was also exhausted because I was like – Throwing everyone's stuff in the dryer for the 15th time yes. and get making the hot chocolate and making the meals and the snacks and having the friends over and like getting out the little trays for the wet boots and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. good thing I don't really ever clean my floors. <laughs> yeah, so Isabel came out. Fine. Isabel passed out at like five o'clock. She nice. and I had to wake her up to like so that she wouldn't sleep all night because she probably would have. But mm. I was not prepared for the snow because I like her snowsuit because we didn't have snow last year. Her snowsuit was like two sizes too small. Her boots mm-hmm. were two sizes too small. So at 7 a.m., I went on to Dick's Sporting Goods, <sighs> did like a pickup on like pickup a store near me, you know, yeah. San Fernando out. And luckily, everything was on sale because it's almost sort of, I guess, quote unquote, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Everything was on sale. So, but yeah, she, I just had to like, you know, order I some, some yeah. just in time equipment. I somehow was able to cobble together, I guess. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I was really thinking ahead and someone was giving away like size 10, 12, like snow bibs. And so I got those and like a jacket that was an extra large for Graham. It was gigantic, but I was like, I don't care. You're wearing it. And um, so he was good. And then we had the hand-me-down stuff from him for Paige. And then I was able to like give some stuff to our next door neighbors who have a little girl. So it all worked out. But Well, you actually talked about this as a do your future self a favor. At one point, you actually talked about getting ahead of the game and doing snow boots. And I remember saying (laughs) – that's such a great idea. I should do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember saying that. 
Um, But saying is different than doing. Well, and I do, you know, I hate spending money on like snow stuff because sometimes it snows once. Correct. And and like, I don't want to have spent like 60 bucks on boots that they're going to grow out of by next year. So I've really tried to stay on top of like, if I see someone giving something away on Facebook, that's going to fit my kids in the next few years. Just get it. Oh, good. And it's in our big... I mean, there's also a bin full of chaos. There's like gloves that don't fit. So I do need to actually go through and weed out the stuff that we don't need anymore. But yeah, yeah. I was pretty proud of myself that it, like in a mad rush on Monday night, I was like, oh, I guess I, I have to figure this out because they haven't played in the snow in two years. But yeah. We also did some snow day baking. Nice. Which was good, but I just had cookies for lunch. So maybe that wasn't <laughs> so great. Like maybe I need to give some to some people. Right. But we stuck with just like a simple sugar cookie recipe. Didn't yes. get my chocolate chip cookies are like a real, real popular. Yeah. In this house and uh and with friends, but it's like it's kind of an undertaking and you have to chill yeah. the dough and then it makes like six dozen cookies, which no. is too much. No. So we stuck with a simple recipe. Everybody was happy. Yeah. 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 No, well. that sounds nice. I um Isabel had a friend over and was they were like, Can we have hot chocolate? I was like, Nope, I don't have any. <laughs> I was like, but you guys are going sledding at other kids' houses today. So hit another mom up for the mom hot chocolate. There so then go. I got a group text later with a picture of them all drinking hot chocolate. I'm like, see? I knew Somebody's another mom would it. come to the rescue. She's like, I just got a fresh tub this weekend. So that was good. It was the crowdsourcing of the snow day experience, which was really nice. <laughs> Yesterday I put slippers on, which was a new development for me because I'm usually hot. You're not a slipper gal. No, I'm usually <laughs> very hot. But like my big toe last night was like frozen <laughs> solid. Just the big one. Just the big toe. And I had, you know, there's many dogs here now. We have Duncan, who is a normal resident, well, part-time resident. Normal guest, yeah. 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 And then we have Layla, who's also sort of a a less frequent guest. So I was trying to, like, stick my toes under Layla, (laughs) but she kept moving. So I was like, all right, fine. She's like, I'm not your toe warmer, lady. Yeah. So I put my slippers on, and that was nice. That was nice. My Crocs have like kind of replaced my slippers. But, but do your clock, Crocs have like a fur lining? Well, no. I'm I wear like thick socks with them. Oh, okay. But I always wear thick socks with slippers too because my feet are always cold. So I'm but just I'm not fine. understanding how the plastic with holes in it is keeping your feet warm. Well, they're not, but the the socks are enough that I'm finding okay. I don't feel enough of a difference that like I need to switch out the Crocs I for can't slippers. You're just like, and you're it wearing them really, right now. You're wearing them right now. A hundred percent. You want to yeah, see? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You are. Thank you're you. Really, you're like such a convert, and it went I from am. like you went from you went from like zero to sixty. Zero to 60. I was wearing them on the front porch yesterday, drinking my coffee, talking to the neighbors. And they even, the my neighbor, Lindsay, like commented. She's like, oh, you got Crocs. We love them. I was like, I said I wouldn't do it. But here yeah. I am standing on my porch with my coffee. Zero to while 60. While people drove by. I'm like waving. But um, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm sure there's going to be a time and a place for the, for the slippers. But for now, I'm like thick socks and... The support of the Crocs. I mean, granted, I'm also Honky tonk, Minnetonka, honky tonk, -tonk, Minnetonka. Thank you very much, Minnetonka. They're great. They're like high top slippers (laughs) because you don't you don't want to have cold ankles. So no. 
anyway. Yeah. No, I had like yeah. frostbite yesterday, but then I put my um, slippers on and that solved it real fast. Okay. Okay. How I need an update on the new comforter on your bed. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I was concerned about the yellow pillows because they were not marigold enough. Not the correct marigold. <laughs> They're not the correct marigold. But you know what? I was like, good enough-ish. Okay. Okay. Good enough-ish, close enough. And I'm finding that it's making me want to make my bed more every day mm-hmm, because it mm-hmm, looks mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah. Um, and I'm just really, really liking it. Now, the question that I have for you, though, Brooke, is because normally I don't have these kind of bigger, heavier bedspreads. I have either, either a duvet cover or Correct. a lighter kind of coverlet, shall we say. So for this bedspread, am I taking this thing to the laundromat? I think you have to. Yeah. That's what's annoying about bedspreads. Like that's one thing I really like about duvet covers is that they're more of just like a double sheet kind of that's much easier to wash than like a regular capacity washer dryer. Um, Yeah. Like the having to take bedspreads to laundromats is a real negative. Now I'm wondering because upstairs, so we bought a stackable washer and dryer for my mom. Um, and it has the drum in the middle. But downstairs in the basement, we do have a washer that we don't use that I suspect is bigger and doesn't have the drum in the middle. It's a front loader. Oh, and then so it I'm might fit. Wondering. Yeah, but yeah. It's a king size, right? No, no, no. It it's a queen. It's a queen. I don't know. You might have to mm-hmm. test it out. But yeah. then it's, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Would it actually get clean? I don't know. And how often are you really going to wash it? Well, I'm going to wash it somewhat often because these dogs are all oh, the over dogs. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dogs are gross. <laughs> they They're are. really that funny right now because them. I have a little blanket underneath my desk that the dog – this is Junie's spot under the desk. When I'm working, she sits there on that blanket and everybody's fighting for the spot now. And it's basically just like early bird gets the worm. So when mm-hmm. I come into my office, they run as fast as they can and whoever gets there first gets it so right now oh nobody's in the spot duncan's yeah. behind me Layla, rude. i know nobody's in the spot um but they all run for it but they're, okay. they're all behind me and i don't know where junie is <laughs> junie oh junie does cyber school with isabel she actually oh, like cute. so isabel's sitting in her little chair and junie sits in a chair next to her like this she's gotta learn oh that's like, so cute mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Aww. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's like lessons in chemistry. Did you read that book or watch the show yet? I started reading the book, got super into it, left it for a month or two, tried to pick it up the other day, have no idea what's going on, and now I have to start all over. You might have to start over. There's The book focuses a bit more on like the wisdom of the dog, but the dog basically like learns – the owner talks to the dog like he's a human, oh. and she teaches him all these things. Anyway, that just reminded me. I believe I can see that Junie's a little scholar. Wise. Yeah, she's such I a little she scholar. Is. She's she very is. wise. Yeah. You have one more thing on here that I want to talk about. The artist's way. Can you okay. talk about that a little bit? Because So I'm yeah, like okay. in a real great sp- – I'm on a reading roll right now. Okay. I'm reading some great books. I got a bunch of – books all available uh, on the Libby app at the same time through the library. So I loaded up my Kindle and then I turned on airplane mode, Mm -hmm. which is not unethical or illegal because (laughs) it takes me usually more than two weeks to read a book. Mm -hmm. Or like if you get a couple at a time, you don't want to lose, whatever. I only use my Kindle for reading. I think I've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but for anyone who's new to the podcast, 
I only use it for reading, so I don't need the Wi-Fi unless I'm downloading a book mm-hmm. from the library. So once I get all the books loaded on my Kindle, I turn on airplane mode. And so the library can technically take the, their copies back right. whenever it expires. Or sometimes I send them back early to pass them on to the next person. But then I keep them on my device until I'm done reading Correct. Them. You've basically sort of downloaded it for offline use, but you haven't exactly. taken their license away. I'm gaming the system. Yeah, Where a little you, bit. Because it takes me. Some books take a little longer to read. But anyway, yeah. so I also, I've been in a real audiobook slump because I feel like I've already listened to all the memoirs. Mm. All of them. And I don't know but that I was listened like, to all of the memoirs. Maybe not all of them. <laughs> but I've... I, think, I've I just, see your point. <laughs> you know, I've listened to a lot of them and I haven't, there's no like new ones that I'm really dying to listen to or anything. So I was like, I'm going to listen to The Artist's Way, mm-hmm. which is kind of a self-helpy book, but it's geared towards artists. It's really geared towards writers or at least the author herself is a writer. But yes, she talks about doing morning pages, which is basically – Filling in by hand a notebook, I think two to three pages every morning, mm-hmm. um, just writing. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be good. It doesn't have to be memorable. So the the author does recommend like, you know, listening or reading it all the way through and then going back and doing the exercises. So I'm kind of just listening out of curiosity because I know several creative friends who have, have read this and I have a friend from college who... Like he was in my design program, but now he is a writer. Mm. And I remember him talking about like adapting this um, daily habit of the mm-hmm. morning pages. So I don't know. I'm just – I'm learning. So I'm are intrigued. You just, are you just listening now or have you actually done any morning pages or you won't do the morning pages till you kind of get to the end? I think I'm going to wait until I get okay. to the end and then yeah. I might buy a physical copy of the book because – there's just something about doing like exercises like that. I need it physically in front of For me. For sure. So I'm going to make this as complicated as possible until yeah. I actually start doing it. But um, yeah, it's only like a three-hour listen. So I was like, you know, oh, I'm just going to just gonna t- test it out. And it's getting me back into my audiobooks because I'm just like – I've been in a slump with a lot of – with all of the book types lately. With all so, of the book types. All um, of the book types. I have many people that are very – huge fans of this artist's way in my life. Okay. Like there's um, a fellow KonMari consultant, Patty Morrissey, who I, you met at my launch yeah. party, actually. Mm-hmm. She has a whole clear and cultivate club that she has. And the artist's way is very much like a foundation of a lot of that personal growth and things like that. So I bet some of our listeners do morning pages. I know. I'm interested to know if any of them do or if they have adapted their own like morning creative practice. Um, but I believe like the the biggest factor is kind of doing it as soon as you are able in the morning because it kind of a lot of times just the act of writing when you're just writing like stream of consciousness, you're getting out a lot of like the gunk and the funk and the, the bad gunk mood. and the funk. The gunk and the funk. That's you're a getting out like band. Yeah, I know that does sound <laughs> does sound a little catchy. Um but then you're kind of able to go about your day and truly live a great, you know, creative, curious life. So I don't know. Just, well, it's also know. like what it's replacing too, which well, is exactly scrolling. getting on your phone and scrolling and checking email and doom scrolling the news and like it's do it's what do they say? Create before you consume. Yes. Type of thing. 
Yeah. So well, I'll I will be. Posted. Yes, I will be very interested to see how this progresses. Okay, I need it's to find one like, self help book. Like you've read all the memoirs, I've read all the self help books, all except of them. this one. Except this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you know, and I'm going to try to get my hands on like a an inexpensive um, hard copy too. Yeah. Try um. What is it called? Thrift I love books. That thrift books. Yeah. Yeah. Thriftbooks.com. Yeah. Or you can go to bookshop.org, which you will buy the book full price, but you will be supporting independent bookstores. True. Or I could actually go to Barnes and Noble, which like I cannot tell you the last time I walked inside a bookstore. I love Barnes and Nobles, but be careful with their gift section because it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. nice. Okay. So I'll be careful of that. Yeah, be careful. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's actually a nice segue to our main topic. It is. Is the gift shop section and buying and all of that. So we're going to take a little break and we will be back. Okay. Hey friend, Amanda here. I've got some questions for you. Do you have thousands of emails in your inbox and they just keep coming? Are all of your passwords, your dog's name, one, two, three, four? Have your photos not seen the light of day since you took them? If this sounds familiar, I'm here to help. You probably know that I've been helping people declutter and organize their physical spaces for years, but there was an elephant in the room that we weren't tackling, their digital life. With tech constantly changing, it feels harder than ever to stay on top of things. Whether you're an elder millennial, a scrappy Gen Xer like me, or an older adult who would rather have a root canal than try to figure out all this tech stuff. Well, you are in luck, my friends, because I've launched a brand new service helping people to organize and declutter their digital lives. Whether it's your overflowing email inbox or your confusing photos or cluttered files, I can help you sort it out. And there is no one size fits all solution. We are going to focus on what you need. Think of me as your semi-bossy, yet fun, tech-loving cheerleader and guide. And I've got a special deal just for listeners. All you have to do is go to indigoorganizing.com slash digital and enter code LISTENER at checkout. It's time to say goodbye to that overflowing inbox and confusing apps. I've got you, my friend. Amanda, I love that you just put lipstick on <laughs> on our break, like while the countdown was going. Yeah. Freshen up. I'm a doing an audio recording. Just I'm doing sure. a bold lip and look what I'm going to do here, Brooke. <gasps> I'm going to do a little bit of my lipstick on the cheeks. Whoa. Yep. I did one. I tried the reverse of that one day. You know, I love my Rare Beauty um, liquid blush. Uh And I like tried a little on the lips. It was just not the right color. No. But look at you. I mean, I'm looking a little bit. It's very rosy right now. Very rosy. It's going to die down. It's it matches like the frigid air. I think it's like twenty degrees out right now. So yeah, let me check. Yeah, it's twenty two degrees currently. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm so I'm over winter already. Yeah, we're I'm over it. Long way to go. Yeah, but today we're gonna we're not talking about the weather. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna set the scene here. Okay, Sunday, Graham. Um, you know it's winter. He mm-hmm. currently is doing these like winter baseball workouts mm-hmm. in kind of a not super close location. Mm-hmm. Sunday is from 2.30 to 4.30. So it's kind mm. of like smack dab mm. in the middle of the day. But I took him – I dropped him off the other day 
Um, Paige was at a play date and I was like, you know what? I have something in my car that I need to return to Loft, which is not too far from here. Mm-hmm. And then Loft is conveniently located mm-hmm. very close to the old home goods. Mm-hmm. Home goods mm-hmm. slash March- Marshalls combined. Oh, yeah. I know exactly like where you were. You were in my time. neck of the woods. And I Glenn was. Mills. Yeah, you were. I actually almost texted you and was like, come meet me and then I'll tell you what happened. But mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'm not even just getting a basket. I'm getting a cart. Oh. I'm going to walk around home goods and I'm going to enjoy myself. Uh-huh. And, you know, Paige has a birthday coming up. Um, I maybe I needed some like little decorations and supplies for the birthday party. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just strolling. I'm having a great time. And I thought to mm-hmm. myself, like, I, I need to text Amanda right now and say, like, a trip to home goods is good for the soul. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is message number one of this episode. Like, sometimes you just have to go to home goods mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and wander mm-hmm. and fill your cart with mm-hmm. whatever you think you need. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really feel like I needed a lot of stuff, but I found a lot of stuff. <laughs> so the cart's looking good. She's piling up. I'm starting to look at the blankets, which oh. I'm like, oof, love yeah. a good blanket. And the power goes out. Mm-hmm. And apparently this is not the first time this has happened in this home goods because they're like, oh, last time it took about a half an hour to come back on. And I'm like, man. And mm-hmm. at this point, it's like 345. I know I have to be out of there by like 4.10 to be able to pick up Graham on time. Right. But then it's a Sunday and the store closes at 5 anyway. So they're like, oh, I think we're just going to close. I'm like, oh, man, what do I do? So they tell me that they'll, they'll hold my stuff for 24 hours. They take mm-hmm. my name. They write it on a Post-it with my phone number. Who knows where that actually went. And I quickly took a picture of my cart because I'm like, I just want to remember what I have in here. Oh, because a picture. That's So smart. I did take a picture. But again, this is slightly out of the way for me normally. And so I was like, I don't actually know if I'm going to be back here in the next 24 hours, especially because it was supposed to snow, all that stuff. Right. And so I left and I was disappointed because I didn't get to buy my stuff. But let me tell you, within a couple hours, I could not have told you more than two things that were in that cart. That's insane. It's so funny. And I decided not to go back and buy it because it was out of my way. And I was like, I just don't. I just don't think I need any of this. Wow. So it was a really good lesson and reminder that sometimes it feels really good to add things to your cart. I mean, Mm -hmm. I do this online all the time. Mm -hmm. I'll add something to my cart and let it sit. But like I still had such a great time. At Home Goods, and felt like it was like really good for my soul. To it just was almost walk like those things were like temporarily yours. Yes, it was like this honey vanilla candle is mine. It was like you yes. leased, you leased it. <laughs> I did. I had a lease on that for just a few moments, but like it made me feel happy. It made me. I love looking at products and the different. You know, I'm yeah. creative, so I like seeing all the things, but. It was like a really good reminder to myself, like I could have just dropped like $90 on stuff that I don't even remember much of what it was, Mm -hmm. and it really wouldn't have made that much of a difference in my life. So this is all a really roundabout way of saying, we're talking a little bit about clutter and spending and impulse buys and budgeting Mm -hmm. and all of that good stuff. So what was in the cart? Okay. So I'm looking at the picture now. I had – so the one thing that I might go back for, I stock up on those like, um, you know, more kind of tossable uh, Rubbermaid, I guess they are, 
kitchen storage stuff because anytime mm-hmm. someone has a baby or there's a meal train for someone that, you know, has something going on okay. with their family, okay. I, I like to be at the ready Practical. Good. To, to pack up the lasagnas and the soups and stuff. They had like a pack of 40 kind of Chinese takeout containers for like mm-hmm. $9.99. I'm like, okay. you know what? That's a really good deal. Okay. So I might actually go back for those because I will use them. Okay. But then I had like a really cute little cake plate with a handle, uh, like mm-hmm. a cake carrier. Mm-hmm. I have a large cake carrier. This was a small one that would be really good for my pies. Mm-hmm. I had some new cutting boards that I don't really need. I had some um, little cupcake wrapper things for Paige's birthday. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. some napkins for her birthday. I had some little mini disco shaped or disco heart type things. Cute stuff, mm-hmm. but that would have all amounted to you know, a pretty penny that I didn't need to spend. Right. That's everything that I can see in this very quick picture that I took. (laughs) That's all I remember. Yeah. I love that because you, friction, friction was added to the process. Yeah. And like, so a lot of times, like, so in that book, um, Atomic Habits by James Clear, he talks about how like we want to remove friction from things that we want to do, like we want to remove the friction of like making it easier to exercise, making it easier to eat healthy. And we want to add friction on things that we don't want to do. And so essentially the power going out added friction for you. It did. And it was just like, oh, well, no, because now you'd have to go all the way back and it's like, ugh, forget yeah. it. Yeah. And it forced me to really consider those purchases. I didn't even make it over to the Marshall side of the store. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, the damage I could have done there. But yeah, it was like a really good exercise in like, ooh, I got a little adrenaline rush from just putting the things in my cart. But yeah, do I need these things? Do I need to clear out a lot of the other crap in my basement before I bring home these other things? Yes. Yes. When I used to give presentations about KonMari, I would talk about like buying less. And one of the things I would talk about was um, Sarah Von Bargan, who you know I love talking about. She had that every damn day thing that we've talked about a bunch, but she had a little wallet card that you could print out and you could actually put in front of your credit card. And it had Mm. all these questions that you had to ask yourself before you bought. And one of them, which is so related to this was, would you wait in line 30 minutes for that? Mm -hmm. And I have found myself literally in the Marshall's line with, you know, a honey vanilla candle, three, three dish towels, a dog toy and a journal. And, and don't I, forget the mugs that they have right in the in the line a, there. I and a see mug, a mug that says, but first coffee. Like <laughs> we all need one more of those. <laughs> right. Ugh. And I've got all that. And I look like I've had it happen before. I look down and I'm like, it's almost like it gets like sapped out of a trance. Like, no, I would not wait. Like if they said the power has right. gone out, but it's gonna come back on in 30 minutes, just hold tight and you can buy this. I'd be like, screw it, I'm out. Yeah. So um, I like that question. And the Mm -hmm. other thing that I like remembering too is a lot of professional organizers say all that clutter used to be money. So I've been selling a lot of my clutter trying to recoup. We know. Oh, I just shared with Fernando because he, so I think I told you, you know, I sold my printer for like 40 bucks or whatever. He's like, you don't even know this person that's pulling into our driveway. And there was this funny meme of this guy and he's holding a toaster and says like me risking my life in a parking lot to sell a toaster for $4 because my wife sent me here. (laughs) 
Yep. I saw that same meme today and it cracked me up because it's so true. Like, I'm just going to go pick up this thing from a stranger in a parking lot that we've agreed upon that who knows what is awaiting me. Yeah. I'm not one to buy things on Facebook Marketplace, but I love the free groups. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm selling the clutter because all this clutter used to be money, but I'm trying yeah. to do it in a much more like volume way. So I just ordered a couple of those thread up bags and I'm yeah. going to throw a bunch of nicer clothes. Like I have like a, um, oh, what is it? Bowden dress yeah. that I like still has tags on it or mm-hmm. like some Madewell shoes that are like barely worn. Like those kind of things are good for that. And then I bagged up six huge shopping bags of Isabel's clothes. And I'm going to take that all to kid to kid in Drexel Hill. And I'm going to take her bike. Yeah. I'm going to take, and you know, I'll end up with who knows what, but, uh, I'm still, I'm, I want my money back. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's definitely like you, and you won't make back what you bought all that for. So sometimes that's a really good reminder too. Like if I use this, twice and then I decide to sell it or get rid of it. Like how much money am I actually losing on this random item that I didn't know I needed until I saw it in the aisle of home goods? Um, I've also, I mean, it just, I've never been one to have like a, we've just never been like budget people. We've just always kind of been like, do we need this? Yes or no? If the answer is no, how bad do we really want it? Like, I don't know. Nick and I are pretty practical spenders. Um, and if we agree on like a, you know, bigger, bigger item that costs a little bit more, there's, you know, always some sort of discussion discussion that goes into it. But yeah, maybe it's time that we actually have, like you said, you're, you're getting into like a spreadsheet and all of that. But it also just feels like a really expensive time to be a human. So I feel yeah. like I've resisted the physical budget in front of my face because I'm like, our water bill has more than doubled and it's just going to make me sad that we have nothing left. It feels like we have nothing left over because it's not quite a recession, but life just feels really expensive right now. Yeah. Like I was talking to somebody the other day, like I ordered like two or three pizzas or something and like maybe some fries and it was like $75. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I was like, what happened? Like I kept like reviewing the cart over and over again. Like, did I get like a solid gold pizza? Like what did I do yes, wrong you in did. my cart? Yeah. You missed that in the description. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it does feel like it's a very expensive time. We are getting back into budgeting now um, because I feel like you know, our spending has gotten really out of control and it just doesn't work when you're a self-employed person that has up and down income. And Fernando has, you know, been working and not working at different times as he sort of navigates, you know, health issues and things like that. And so it's like, we can't just like be like, woo. I think too, what happens at places like Target, like I talk about when I give these talks about how like, this is cute is like, very dangerous. Like, oh, this is cute. This is cute. This is cute. Which is basically like, if there were a drinking game that counted the number of times somebody said, this is cute. This is cute. At a home goods. I would say it happens, they say it hundreds of times, right? Yeah. So, ooh, I could use this too. (laughs) mm -hmm. This is cute. This is cute. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being like, this is cute. I appreciate its cuteness and it can keep being cute right there on that shelf. Yep. You know? I will say with Target, that is one reason that I am like a huge advocate for the Target pickup 
And I'll do yeah. it for the silliest things. And the people yes. are probably see my car coming and they're like, oh, here she is again. Or that stick of gum. Tissues <laughs> and some perfect bars or something. <laughs> yeah. But it really does. And Target is like one of my favorite places on earth. But mm-hmm. it is so dangerous for me to wander those aisles because I have the this is cute syndrome. So yeah, I think. cute.com. Yeah. So that's one reason that I love the Target pickup and just like any store in general that has pickup that it can prevent me from wandering aisles and finding things that I don't truly need is very good for the non-existent budget (laughs) that should exist. Now, how are you actually tracking? Do you have an app? I know you do. Yes. So no, I don't have an app, uh, but I'm in a program because you know I am. I know you are. It's this program called the Million Dollar Year um, by a company named Dow Janes. Okay. And I'm oh, loving it. That's cute. Cute, right? Dow Janes. Yeah. It's cute. very it's cat. This is cute. Um, It's very similar to the concept. I mean, you and I have talked a lot about the book, like we should all be millionaires. It's very much this concept of female empowerment and not just being smart with your money, but getting to the point where you're so smart with your money that you're investing like big time. Mm. So they want you to get to a place where you're a really smart investor. And so there's this whole sort of roadmap that you're trying to follow. And the first step on the roadmap is spending less than you make. Huh. So what a novel concept. What, who who would have thought thunk it, you know? Yeah. And um before they even talk to you about getting out of credit card debt or anything like that, they're like, A, get to positive cash flow, you know, because if you you know, don't keep adding to the debt and all of that. So anyway, they have this Excel spreadsheet that they put together. I think the reason why I love these people is that they, they they take like Google Sheets to a whole nother level. They do things with Google Sheets that I didn't even know were possible. Mm. But what's really cool is that, so it you know it's a it's a dashboard with many tabs, and the one tab is where you enter your expenses and you write down, is it a need or is it a want? And that is really jarring to have to just say this is a need or this is a want, and then you categorize it. Okay, it's mortgage, it's water, it's entertainment, whatever. And then you write the amount, and then you write how do you feel about it, positive, negative, or neutral, and then why. Like, Or say something like, oh, Starbucks, it's too much. I hate – why am I spending so much at Starbucks, right? Right. Then that uploads into your budget. So you can see, okay, I allocated $200 for takeout – and I've spent 450 and it's the first week of January. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Or something that like solid that. solid gold so. pizza really set you back. <laughs> solid gold pizza. Yeah. So I'm liking it. And they want you to enter your expenses every day because they want you to be really, really conscious of yeah. exactly what you're spending money on. So, But they say that it takes like a good three or four months before you feel like you really like have a handle in it. So they're like, give yourself some grace, you know, like if you're seeing all these, you know, oh my God, I'm so, I can't believe I spend this much on this. It's like, okay, that's the whole reason we're doing this. Yeah. Is to just learn, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Three to four months. That's a lot of like daily input. I feel like that might not be as hard for me because I rarely leave my house. Like you're, yeah. you're out and about a little bit more with your, yeah. with your job. Um, and like I'm not frequently buying lunch from the office or things like that, but right, I don't know. That's that's a long time. It's a it's a big commitment to track, and I think that that's why I've never been really good at it. 
but absolutely the little things add up and um yeah it does feel like it's time to time to trim some things and yes. also declutter my basement and maybe earn a little extra money mm-hmm. but then figuring out where that money is going is that something that you feel like you have direction with too like the the things that you're selling is the money going then to the that cash reserve that you're you're trying to build back up yeah, so they're all about like, so there's the five steps and then the first one is like basically spending less than you make. And then, yeah, then you're kind of figuring out, well, where are you directing that money? So they want you to create at least a $1,000 emergency fund. And then before, and then after you've created that, they want you to then start attacking your high interest debt. So they uh, frame anything high interest debt as anything over 7%. So that's not necessarily your mortgage and your car or student loans or anything like that. So they want you to be directing all of that money towards your high interest debt and also towards future spending. So like, mm. oh, we only have to pay our school taxes once a year, but that's $2,000. So that means we have to save X number of dollars every month and things like that. So yeah. they move you up the roadmap. So then as soon as you're done um, paying down all of your high interest debt, then the next step is then you're taking all of that money that you were directing towards the high interest debt, and then you're directing it towards a three to six month emergency fund mm-hmm. so that you've got, you know, $30,000 in the bank or whatever. And then from there, you can move into investing. And it's pretty interesting Ooh. because a lot of the coaches, I know it's a, it's a long journey, but a lot of the coaches that are in the program are people who have been through the program and they're like, I was... $80,000 in credit card debt. And I now am inv- receiving $60,000 a year just in passive income from my investments. Yeah. You know, so they're like, if I did it, you can do it too. So yeah. it's a very, very robust program, but it's something that's like a huge priority for me. Like if I had to name one of the biggest priorities for me in 2024, this would be like number one, because I just feel like it's something I've kind of had my head in the stand about for a long time. And I'm sick of that. Yeah. Good for you. Yes. Maybe that'll rub off on me a little bit. We do. We have a great financial planner and like we have investments yeah. and we have some savings, but like it's the, it's the regular budgeting. It's the preparing or just – it's <laughs> all of the things. It's like, okay, it's January. It's already time to start looking at camps and things for the summer. Mm-hmm, We're not doing mm-hmm. a ton of camps for our kids. Last summer went really well. We had like some camps, a babysitter. We had the pool. So we've already paid for our pool membership. We've got at least one or two camps for each kid coming, and then we'll have to put yeah. some cash aside for our babysitter. But then it's like, you know, my car was just inspected. I need new yeah. tires. It's all of those, like the regular, like groceries, dining out, coffee shops, um, clothes, that kind of stuff I can get a handle on. It's right. the larger, you're a grown up, and these are the thousands of dollars you're going to need to spend on something you never thought you'd have to put your money towards kind right. of things that really get me and like taxes and, you know, and just that's where all the emergency the, fund comes in. But like a lot of these things aren't emergency. They're just... So yeah, they're so part actually, of our regular life. I'm just because it's not a part of our weekly or monthly expenses. It's more right. of like a seasonal or annual. That's where right. I tend to get really overwhelmed, and I'm like, ah, just throw it on the credit card and like we'll pay it off later. Right. But that's not a good feeling. 
Right. So they actually have like two different categories, really. There's the future spending savings account, and then there's the emergency fund savings account. So you would do something like, well, we usually spend about $2,000 a year on the car repairs, and we usually spend about $2,000 a year on the um, summer camps. And like, so you would divide all of that out and be yeah. putting money into those, that future spending account. So you're like, okay, great. Now it's time to pay for the car. Boop, we've saved that. Yeah. But um, it's it very, it's very hard. Yeah. No, it's not very fun. <laughs> but you know what I really like about this too, is that I, I don't know if we talked about this in a recent one too, episode. Did we talk about the, the, how they have you do a weekly money ritual and they talk about making it pleasurable? No. This has been really cool. So they are very, very, um, so in addition to tracking your expenses every day, they then want you to do once a week, a money ritual where you're essentially like during the program, they have you write down all of these things about like, this is why I want to do this program. And this Mm. is what future me is going to look like. So they actually have you as part of the money ritual, read that like it kind of like aspirational and they're like what else could you do to make it feel really nice like yeah so i actually do my nails before i do my money ritual and i Cute. light a candle and i put nice music on so they're like you have to make it feel nice yeah. like almost like self-care you know what i mean yeah. and that's something that i have really appreciated because and they're like put it on your calendar i was trying to do my money ritual friday mornings I think I'm going to move it to Saturday mornings, but they're like, make it really nice. You know, That's so. so interesting. Yeah. Cause normally I'm like, money, let's just right. get it over with. But yeah, no wonder it feels like such a miserable experience. And I put off so many things about it um, because I don't let it feel nice. I love right. um, Rachel It's like you're Rogers. taking care of yourself. Yeah. Rachel Rogers had an email. I'm on her email list and um, there was one a couple weeks ago that I saved and it was just like, have a date with your money. And it was correct. You know, all about just like really setting aside a whole day to look at your goals, your finances, your, your spending, maybe, you know, all of your regular expenses where, what are things you can cut? Are you actually watching Netflix? Are you, you know, whatever. Um, but like making, having a single date with your money, but I like that you're actually doing this once a week. And you're yeah, making, if, you're combining it with self care and like a lovely setting. Yeah, it's kind of that habit stacking idea because you know me, I've always been like frustrated about my nails. Yes, you know, like oh, I can never get them looking nice, and like it feels amazing because I think one of the things that Rachel Rogers talks a lot about is like act like a millionaire. Like you're yeah. not a millionaire now, but act like a millionaire. Like take care of yourself. Like put on the lipstick, put on the big hoop earrings, like put on the cute boots and paint your nails. You know, so it's kind of like this act of acting like a millionaire, feeling like I'm taking care of myself. Yeah, and it's also kind of like an act of resistance. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna well, let because- you get me down, money. No. And also the weekly money ritual feels a little bit more like ADHD friendly for me in the sense of like, like mm. if I had to spend like a whole day with the money, I'd be like, like that That's would feel true. a lot, but it just, cause they say set a timer for 60 minutes so and, yeah. and do it. And, but then at the end of the month, that is when you review your budget. And as part of this, you know, you go back and you look and you say, well, what are the things that I felt negative about? Because you can actually sort in the spreadsheet and see, like it'll sort and it'll say, you felt negatively about $1,500 worth of stuff. So let's take a look at that and let's see like what was going on. And they'll even ask you like, could you reduce this expense? So like, for example, I have my car payment. 
could I reduce that expense? Yes. But then they have another question, like, do you want to? Like, yeah. will you? And it's like, no, <laughs> because I love right. my car. Right. So um, it's it's a very, very thoughtful process so far. Okay. So I'm excited to be like, I know, I'm excited to be one of those coaches that's on the other side. Like, I was in this situation and look <laughs> at me now. Yeah. So. <laughs> a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Six and look, look at my nails. <laughs> I didn't even have these professionally done. I did it myself to save money. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I can okay. share with people what the, so remember you were like, what shade is it? So it's this Essie Gel Couture and it's 40. And I can't tell what this says. I think it says Fairy Tailor. Mm. Okay. I think I, I mean, it looks very similar to the one that I use, which is upstairs. I cannot read that on your screen. Thanks no. though for trying. It's number 40. You know what you can do? This is a real good trick for the old eyes. I have a magnifying glass in here. I was going to say, or you could take a picture of it and then zoom in. Oh, yeah. Oh, but I've got – see, I have a magnifying glass. you have a magnifying glass. It's fairy tailor, but I don't don't think that makes sense. What does that mean? It's always a play on words. Like – But what is it playing on? Like fairy tale and a tailor. Oh, fairy tale. Yeah. Fairy tailor. Okay. Okay. Taylor. I don't know. I don't get it. All right. Fine. Yeah. No, there. and OPI. A lot of. I think maybe Essie more so has like a lot of goofy um, names for their nail polish colors. So that's my fave. So we've rounded this converse. We started with Marshall's home goods cart. We ended it with the number of my nail polish, and I it all it. makes sense. It all does. <laughs> Funk and funk. It's that's funk. cute. That's this is cute. <laughs> <sighs> this is cute. Um, everybody's going to think of me now. Like whenever I tell that in workshops and I see people after, they're like, oh, I was in Marshall's the other day and I said, this is cute. And I was like, damn you, Amanda, damn you. (laughs) Well, that's like the, it should be fine. So many people say that to me now and they're like, yep, it should be fine. I'm like, I know. This is cute. (laughs) This is cute. It should be fine. Um, no, I foresee many more. We've like wanted to talk more about money, but we just didn't really know where to start. So my home goods adventure was a real eye, eye-opening experience for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to hear about this program you're doing, even though you signed up for a program without running it by me. But I'm, I feel like you should feel validated in signing up for this one because it sounds yes. great. Yes. And, course is um, anonymous over here. Yes. Course is anonymous, but keep us posted. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be back to share some tales in a couple months of you know how we became millionaires. Oh, Yeah. We and will. it and it involved the power going out at home goods. And well, it's funny because one of the spend. things that it talks about, the last thing I'll say is like, you know, you have to write like your sort of money persona, like who you are. Mm. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna be riding in first class wearing old navy. There you go. Because I love old navy. There's nothing more that I need in life than old navy. So I'm gonna be in first class where rocking my old navy. That's me. I often think about like if I won the lottery, like what kind of car would I buy? Like I would maybe upgrade from a Honda to an Acura. But like, you know, you see these like $200,000 cars. I'm like, why? I don't ever want to be driving something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't ever want to be – well, Acura is Honda. You know that, right? Yes, I do. But I I think what I would do is – You would just get the really tricked out CRV. (laughs) Because you know what I want and this needs to go on my vision board. What I want – is the trunk that you open by putting your foot under the trunk. 
Have you seen I this? Also, yeah, I need a remote start too. That's I really regret, I regret not getting the remote start. Nick has one on his new car and I'm like, oh, yeah. what I want, my vision in life is for the trunk that like I've got the bells on, I got the butt, butt warmer, I've got the butt warmer, I've got the um, sunroof, but I want the, I want the trunk opener. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, I still feel like I would be pretty practical in a lot of Correct. Same. ways. And Same. so that is interesting. Like, yes, I would also like to ride in first class and be treated like a queen, but then get back to the airport and hop in my tricked out Honda and yeah. be totally I'll happy. Be so my Kizik's and my old Navy. Yeah. Happy as a yeah. clam. I love it. Speaking of vision boards, we, now that we are over oh. all of the illnesses, we need to figure out a Sunday uh, for our vision board workshop yes. on Canva. You're going to teach us how to use Canva in terms of like using it for vision board purposes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to mm-hmm. maybe use a little bit of the balance bound framework for making your vision for 2024 or yes. whenever. Yeah. So we need to, yeah, we need to hunger. Now that we've gotten over all the illnesses, yeah. we can Let's pick a date. look to the future. Okay. Um, in other news, Duncan is sitting on my toes right now, and it is really scratching that itch. Let me just tell you. Um, okay. okay. We'll be back okay. after this break. Brooke, I will never forget the moment when I received the email that Marie Kondo was going to start training consultants. I could not sign up fast enough. That was seven years ago, and it's been an amazing adventure ever since. Now our listeners can put their passion to work by becoming certified KonMari consultants too. While courses have wrapped for 2023, new course dates and offerings are in the works for 2024 and beyond. The best way to stay in the know is by signing up for the Consultant Program Newsletter. Be the first to hear about new course dates, what to expect when you join the program, updates on consultants and instructors. They might even get me as an instructor, Brooke, and more. Head over to KonMari.is slash goodenoughish to sign up and stay connected to all things consulting. That's KonMari.is slash goodenoughish for more details. Get ready to spark joy while living your best life as a KonMari consultant. That's a loud chair. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Amanda, we're back. We're back. Can I also just share that I do feel like my blush settled down to like a nice rosy glow. It looks lovely. Thank you. Love that. I was, I was fishing for compliments. I know. I know. I know. What yeah. You're doing. Amanda, <laughs> what are you doing to spark joy or what's sparking? No. Yep. What's sparking joy for you right now? So something happened really organically that I was really excited about, which was, um, you know, I think I've mentioned before that I'm trying to get back into meditating. Yes. I and saw this on your Instagram. Yes. So I was using the Calm app, which I love. And a lot of times I will do something called the Daily Calm, which is about mm, like 12 to 14 minutes. But I've started listening to the Daily J, which is Jay Shetty, who's a him. mindfulness expert. Right. And so he has the Daily J and it's shorter. It's like seven or eight minutes. So I was definitely just trying to figure out like a really easy entree point of like minimum effective dose, good enough-ish. And I like it because it's basically just like, it's usually like a little story and a little lesson. And then like just a few, you know, quick breaths, focusing on the breath. So I was doing that. And then a calm has the nice, like, it'll show you your calendar and a little streak. 
And you can share that on Instagram very easily on your stories. So I thought I'll just share this on here to get some accountability. And then our friend, Shyla Griffith, who we know from the Wellstruck Women Entrepreneurs Community, DM'd me and said, like, I'm trying to get back on a streak too. So I was like, do you want to do it together? Like, I'll tag you, you tag me. And like, we'll see like how long of a streak we can go. Because I think my longest streak that I've had is something like 20 days or something. She was like, okay, awesome. Let's do it. So it's been really fun because around, you know, usually at the end of the day, it's like 10 p.m. And she tags me and I'm like, "Ah, I haven't meditated. But it's been like a nice like, oh, well, let me actually kind of sit down now, like let the day settle yeah. before I get ready, listen to a nice little J. And sometimes I'll even like let myself fold laundry or do whatever else. Like it doesn't have to be like sitting there with a, like a lotus flower, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but then when he tells me to breathe and everything, I sit down and breathe. But when he's telling like the story and the lesson, I'll let myself kind of do something else. But it's been fun because you know me, I'm an obliger. I'm a Gretchen mm-hmm. Rubin obliger. And so I need accountability. So I, it's like this fun little challenge for me and Shyla to be doing this together. That is fun. It's always nice to have an accountability buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, Shyla. Hi, Shyla. <laughs> yeah. And she also very uses nice. the Done app, which mm. I talked about recently, this very aesthetically pleasing habit tracker. Um, and I noticed that she uses it too. So that was really fun to see. Yay. So what are you doing to do your future self a favor? So on the recommendation of my friend, Amanda Hendricks, who is love and renovations on Instagram, and she has a great blog. It's all about like home repair and home DIY projects and stuff like that. She had recommended museum putty for just keeping objects in place that are constantly like shuffling around. And I was like, you know what? Mm. I'm going to get myself some of that because my silverware drawer drives me crazy in our kitchen. And so I got some of this gorilla mounting putty, which when I got it and then like pulled the little squares off, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the stuff we used to use to put up posters in our room in the 90s and in college. I don't know if I don't know if the kids are still doing this. But like you would like it's just putty. I didn't know it was called museum putty. I forget what we used to call it back then. But anyway, mm-hmm. everybody needs to just do yourself a future favor. Add this to your next Target or Walmart or grocery or Amazon order. It's very mm-hmm. inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I forget how much mm-hmm. it was. And there's so much that comes in it. So this is going to last you a while. I used it in my my silverware drawer. I used it with a couple of bins um, in our bathroom. I used it with uh, mm. some little containers that I have holding like small products for Balance Bound, like stickers and things like that. Mm-hmm. It is such a delight. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. it did my future self such a huge favor because I just don't even pay attention to those things anymore where it mm. used to be like in my face that I was opening my silverware drawer and everything was shifting a tiny bit because there it wasn't like perfectly sized yes. Yes. for the items that I had in it. It is a delight. Mm. So do your future self a favor and just get some of this stuff. And then the next time something is shifting or annoying or not staying in place like you need it to, use your museum putty, just put a little dab of it or little dot of it on like the bottom of your object, maybe a couple dots depending how big mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. stick it in place and it won't shift around anymore. Yes. Like I'm looking at this, for example, like this is a painting that I have hanging over a painting, a print, a $5 print that I have <laughs> hanging over here and it shifts around a lot. And what I need mm-hmm. to do, and I actually have museum putting, 
Just put it at the bottom corner. I need to put it at the bottom corner, two bottom two corners, and that will put it keep it in place more. Yes. I love the idea about the kitchen or the um, silverware drawer because it also drives me nuts. Yeah, that, that shifts around so much. Well, I will give you some of my museum putty the next time I see you. Oh, you said you have some. Never mind. I have a little bit. Um, but you know what I was thinking that you were going to say, which is I thought you were going to talk about that cleaning putty. Have you seen these where like they put them oh, in the vents of the car? Yeah, I do. I That's want that. Real, like I get sucked into those videos. I, I want that. that. I want that Because too. you know me and I like my car to feel really clean and mm. it is hard to get in the nooks and crannies. So lots I need to add crevices. that to my shopping. Yeah, yeah. Lots of crevices. Do you follow um, Brunch with Babs on Instagram? No. She's like this older woman. She's a grandmother and she shares all of these amazing household tips and she's a delight. And she talks about like making your own putty. I think she uses glue and baking soda. Don't quote me on that (laughs) because I should actually look it up. But I was like, oh, okay. So you don't actually have to buy some fancy product. We can use what we have. Hmm. But I love those videos of people cleaning out the cup holder and getting all the gunk Oh, yeah. Gunk and funk. Gunk and funk. Um, I'll find out the actual ingredients, but all, all to say that you can just use what you have. And um, yeah, it's a different kind of putty, but enjoyable yes. nonetheless. Satisfying. I love that. It sounds a lot like slime because Isabel makes slime a lot and it does have baking soda and glue in it. And actually slime, like it holds itself really well. So I could actually see sort of like sticking her slime in my crevices <laughs> of my car and that working. So anywho, okay. this has been a wide ranging episode full of delight. Delight. And um, just, you know, think of us next time that you say, this is cute. Remember, <laughs> remember Brooks Marshall's remember. cart. Remember the power outage at home goods. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.